Broken Spine, the uh, sequel to Broken Sword. Yep. The um, the Skype is telling me to avoid legal issues. Or no, e- legal snags by, uh, <laughs> by not using copyrighted audio, which is quite cool. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you don't want any legal snags. I mean, I've... I've had plenty of them. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, welcome to episode 24 of Chimps. Um, <laughs> Might as well start there. Um, let's just get things started as we usually do. Have 24, you like, um, like Kiefer Sutherland. That's true. He was in 24. He was in 24 episodes of season one of 24. Mm. Each of them was an hour long. Yeah, I was there. Chronicling one entire day. Of his life, which is probably the most action-packed day a human's ever had on Earth. Yeah, it's real though. It's a documentary, isn't it? Well, yeah, but yeah, much like the Matrix. Mm. Have we seen it this week or months um, since last time we did this? No, I've been banned from watching it. All oh, right, uh, which is fine, mm-hmm. you know, because I realised it's not it's not actually very good. <laughs> Sorry to say. Well, the, Ma- the Matrix Three isn't very good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Matrix Three back in the habit, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, I think that was it. Cool. So, um, Tom, could you live in a world without dolphin-friendly tuna? No, uh, no. Well, if the answer is yes, no, or maybe, then you may qualify for a home extension grant. We at Dolphin Friendly Tuna and Home Extension Grants want you to have the best home extension grant to eat your tuna-friendly dolphin in... uh, This is confusing. Call our (laughs) expert team of Dolphin Friendly Tuna and Home Extension Grant experts and we'll see to it you get caught up in our nets. Yar, mateys, call now. That was an ad there. Okay, new sp- good. Good to have new sponsors on board. Mm. What Ex- is it they do? Enterprise. Uh, they're a dolphin-friendly tuna and home extension grant um, thing. F- fingers in all the pies. Well, yeah. I mean, it just goes hand in hand or hand in fin, I suppose. In this in, in this instance, we're also sponsored by big, 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 big fellow. Yep, and Craig's, of course. Craig's are- uh, Craig's have got a lovely selection of summer cocktails on offer Oof. Uh, throughout the summer. Um, I'm going to read through some of them. Yeah, uh, can, are they to go only at the moment, or can you go in? No, the policy is you can go in. Everything. You can enter at your own risk. You have to sign a waiver form as you enter, but that's always been the case at Craig's anyway. So yeah, nothing standard. new there. No. Um, so one of their new cocktails they're selling, they've got the pork mojito. Oof. Mix this classic cocktail for a party using slices of fresh pork, a bit of mint, white rum, sugar, zesty lime, and top it up with a pint of brine. And I heard they put a, a pork uh, pork crackling on, on the rim of the glass. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Play with the quantities to suit your taste. So there we go, pork mojito. They've got the horse meat gin. Oof. Horse, horse meat gin, did you say? Yeah, use Ooh. the meat from your favourite horse to make this for a G&T with a difference. Or top the finished gin with manure for a refreshing summertime drink. And that's a red rum-based drink. Mm. Hey, see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Well, they, what they did. Yes, what Craig's did. Uh, they've got the dog dirt mudslide. The what? Dog dirt mudslide. The dog dirt m- mudslide. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can share this creamy adults-only drink with the dog lover in your life. For extra indulgence... Great over some extra dog dirts before serving. And that's based on the popular game they have there on Tuesday nights. Mm. Yes. Oh, sounds good. One of their other cocktails they're doing, they've got the bloody arsehole. Oh, okay. Uh, mix together tomato juice, sherry, vodka, and the saliva of a nearby arsehole to make a bloody arsehole cocktail. Seasoned to suit with Tabasco and mayonnaise. Ooh, and that's, of course, based on the game they have there every night. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And finally, uh, they've got the dirty Russian um, and they like this classic vodka cocktail made with fresh semen. Uh, the Kahlua liqueur adds a coffee-infused finish. Mm, served by the dean of your choice. Is mm. any waiter called Dean? Yeah, there's loads of them there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there we go. Sweet nice. cocktails available all summer at your favorite bar, Craig's. Everybody's favorite bar, Craig. Yeah. So, um, how is it going as the president of Caddy Spoon Collectors? I've been meaning to ask. It's been. Well, it was going very well, and then, of course, with the COVID situation, uh, crack crackerjacks, wacky facts um, went under. So oh. I haven't had any facts. So I've been demoted. Uh, what as the president of Caddy Spoon Collectors? 
Yeah, because I didn't have. I ran out of my of uh, Cracker Jack's wacky facts. Oh, is that what was holding your position in place? Yeah, it was what got me there. Really, it's, everyone came to expect it, and then when I had no wacky facts left, I was done. I was a fish out of water, oh. small fish in a big sea, spoon. in a big spoon. Yeah. So while while you were in post, what would a general day look like as president of the Caddy Spoon Collectors? So I'd wake up in the office. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd sleep in the Caddy Spoon Collectors office. Get out of uh, the chair. I'd sleep in. Write up the events of the day. So you organize all the events of the Caddy Spoon Collectors. So I organized an event in Wisconsin, which was we'd visit the Caddy Spoon Museum that they've got there. They've got a very good Caddy Spoon collection there. Okay. Uh, sometimes you have to put people in their place. You get a bit of infighting in the Caddy Spoon community, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, you know, people outing others for you know, sexual harassment and whatnot. So I have to manage all that as well. I'm sure you heard about uh, one of our prized members, uh, Big John. Big John, of course. Big John Caddy, we call him. Yeah. So that's yeah. It's there's a lot you've got to do. It's a hard job. And of course, we have Ovaltine Wednesdays as well as part of the um, the group. Yeah. See, where we all sit around and look at a mug of Ovaltine for thirty minutes, Ooh. just talk about what we think of it, really what we're thinking it's like a therapy session mm. refresh my memory what's the guy called again who is like you know the financial backer of this show i've forgotten his name oh leslie mantelpiece our producer. leslie mantelpiece that's the guy um yeah you phoned me earlier on i'm rubbish with names so i of course forgot his name um and he decided that he uh i forgot to mention this to you but he has demanded that we have more height related uh content on this show and so i present uh the debut of the height report um so we're gonna go straight into it. we're gonna get straight into it darren has come in at five foot eleven oh uh, dave has come in at six foot three uh ronald has come in at five foot six uh teddy has come in at six foot one Amanda's come in at seven foot two. Ooh. Rupert has come in at six foot five. Omar has come in at three foot six. Yeah, very, very poor effort by Omar there. Um, Paul has come in as, well, it says here in brackets, same as Razor Ramon. Um, so whatever that was. Um, Shirley's come in as five foot seven, and Eric's come in at six foot eight. Wow. So who was the, who got the best result there? Was that I Amanda? Think, I think it was Amanda, yes, she was seven foot two. Ah, oh, big up, Amanda. Yep. Seven so foot two. Go. That's a good show in. Debut, Amanda, top of the charts for this week. Beautiful. Um, so I hope that, you know, pleases Len- Leslie Mantelpiece or whatever his name is. He's been quite demanding the last few episodes, hasn't he? He's demanding all these extra features and whatnot. He has. I mean, I tried to stay away from him. That's why I completely forgot his name, even though we had a conversation about two hours ago. Um, yeah. Also, we're, um, I went to a place called Choco World the other day. Um, all right. It's not open to the public, but um, they opened for me because of my COVID-19 immunity guarantee. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm immune to COVID-19. Um, so they gave me a delightful tour of their, of their chocolate world and uh, some chocolate bars to sample. So right now I'm just going to give you my reviews. Uh, have you got a problem with that? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, good. Um, so being vegan, of course, I made sure they gave me all of the spiciest dark chocolate offerings. Oof, uh, yeah. I'm going to start with the delectable nutritional yeast fondant. Mm. Uh, my review of this is it was yeasty, fondanty, uh, kind of like sticking one of Pat Cash's tennis shoe insoles into your mouth. Um, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Um, I'm going to follow that up with a porno deluxe. Um, it was bubbly, slight tang. Uh, kind of like sticking sellotape to a platypus's anus. Um, ten out of ten, highly commendable. And um, I followed, you know, just just eased the tension a little bit with the big breakfast, uh, which was just like eating a vegan full English breakfast, but covered in chocolate. Um, two out of ten, could do better. Didn't really, yeah. uh, didn't really blend together there. No, it was very disappointing. Oh, the first two sound good though. Yeah, they were great. Really, really good. Um, but I, I don't think I'll be accepting any more invites uh, back there again. Choco World. Choco World. Not recommended. <laughs> um, I've got a fact here. Did you know on this day, this is just a little fact I like to throw out there. On mm. this day in 1959, the first ever cow was created in a laboratory in Ozagaki, Okazaki, sorry, Japan. Oh, nice. Uh, the new species was named after the lead scientist in the experiment, Dr. Ichi Kawagaki. 
Uh, cows have since gone on to be the most beloved house pet in Japan, with over 80 million households having pet cows. Mm. Scientists in other countries have been unable to replicate Dr. Kawagaki's success, so cows have become, they've also become Japan's biggest export, contributing to 56% of the country's wealth. Nice. Yeah. Good. Some scientific facts for you. Was that from Cracker Jack's Wacky Facts? No, no, sadly not. I'm trying to, um, we're actually, I wasn't going to mention it this episode, but I'll mention it in a future one. We're organizing a fundraiser for Cracker Jack's Wacky Facts. Mm -hmm. So more news on that to follow. In the back in business. In future future episodes or later on in this episode? Future episodes. Ah. Mainly to get my place back as the president. Of the Caddy Spoon Collectors. Of the Caddy Spoon Collectors Society. Mm-hmm. Great. Sounds good to me. Would you like the fruit rankings this week? Oh, yeah. Always. So, here we go. Um... That was just as people getting excited for the fruit rankings there. Yeah. Um, here they are anyway, at number five this week. National Champ. Uh, it's a Fruitella. At number four this week, you've got bananas. Yeah, you've gone really quiet. It sounds like you're... You're speaking to me from the back of a church. Maybe I am. Oh, Maybe am, I, am I? Can you still hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, you've you've come closer forward in the church to me. You're like yeah. by, the pew, by the pews now. The pew. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna get up to the altar now. Okay. Um, at number three this week, we have Tipex. Oh, mm. new entry, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it's a new entry this time. Mm-hmm. And at number two this week. We have ape milk. Ape milk. Ape milk. Yeah, milk from the ape. Which ape? Uh, any ape. Any ape just captured and milked. Okay. Uh, uh, I wonder if now what everyone's going to be asking. It's been the same one at the top of the charts for the last God knows how long. It has, unless it's dropped out of the top five altogether. Yeah, which would be quite shocking. Oh, and it'll happen again. At number one this week. We have tangerines. Oh, still in there. They've still tangerines are still top of the tree. They're doing very well out of this pandemic. Though. They're having a great summer. Yeah, they are really. Are. It's the summer of tangerines. Tangerine summer. Um, yeah. If anybody bumps into me in real life, present me with a tangerine. That's a challenge because I've never seen tangerines in the UK. Seriously, I've, I've never seen them ever. I don't think they exist. Like you go into supermarket, they got them all. They got clementines, oranges, satsumas. But never tangerines. You just never see them. Tangerine dream? The only time I ever had a tangerine was in jelly bean form. Mm, doesn't count. No, I don't think it does. So, yeah. When's the big snorkeling <laughs> championship final? Should we have it now? Let's have it now. Let's do it. Was, yep. Live audience here. Okay, well, as we know, the uh, winners of the semifinals, mm-hmm. we had... Les Ennis yeah. and Michael Barrymore. Oof, it's such a final. It's However, so mm-hmm. there has been some further controversy. So previously, we saw William G. Stewart get uh, knocked out for a well for a failing a drug test. This week, Les Dennis Oof. has dropped out with an injury. Oh no! Broke his eyelid, Ugh. his right eyelid. Damn it! And he's unable to compete. So, it's is Michael it Barrymore. Is it permanent? It is. The doctor says it's permanent. Yeah. Okay. That's it now. He's got a broken eyelid for well, for the rest of his years. As long as it years. was. Well, as long as it's not punctured, I suppose. No, not quite punctured. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've, we've done our best to get a replacement in. So, the final will be going ahead. And <laughs> the replacement we've got is Dusty Bin. He's oh, back. no. He's back in for the oh. third time competing, despite losing all previous. Right. So the final. Um, but good on him for getting through to the final, despite all these setbacks. He's done great. He loses and loses and still manages to get through to the final. He has done great. So we've got Michael Barrymore uh, versus Dusty Bin. Mm. Well, um, here's the thing. I went to select M- Michael Barrymore for the win. However, um, from out of nowhere... The big boss man hits him with the nightstick and clears out Dusty Bin as well and declares himself the winner of the big snorkeling championships. Oh, dear. Yeah. This is very controversial. 
So here is your winner, the big boss man. I have to have a word with the organizers about this. Yeah, but unfortunately, they played Tatanka's theme tune, um, <laughs> and the big boss band looks really confused. The whole tournament's been a disaster, let's be honest. Well, let's see if we can make a better tournament. Here we go. The first ever Font Memorial Trophy. Oh. Uh, in the first round, I present to you Times New Roman versus Windings. Oh, am I against Tuesdays? You do, yeah. This is, this is a tournament I've been looking forward to for a while. So what is it? Times New Roman versus it's, Windings? It's eight, the eight best ones. Winner takes all. This is, the, fir- this is the, the first round. So Times New Roman versus Windings. Windings. Is it Windings or Wing... Wind, windings. Windings, I think. Like windows, dings. Dings. <laughs> I'm going for windings. Okay. That's uh, true. Uh, the default selection, for some reason, Calibri versus Chiller. Oof. It's got to be Chiller. Ch- oh, yeah. Chiller, good, good, good call. Oh, you'll be happy to know, by the way, I have omitted Comic Sans from this. Oh. <laughs> they didn't qualify, unfortunately. So next we got Impact versus Joker Man. Oh, <laughs> it's got to be Joker Man. Joker Man joins Windings and Chiller in the <laughs> semi-finals. And the last selection here is a Kristen ITC versus Ariel. God. Ariel Hawani. Uh maybe. I go I'm gonna go with Ariel on this one. Straightforward, mm-hmm. no nonsense. So it's Windings, Chiller, Joker Man, and Ariel in the semi-finals. Greatest fun uh, of all time. Yeah, we could just do it now if you want. Uh Windings versus Chiller. Ooh, this is difficult. We don't need to drag this out for three episodes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Wingdins. Wingdins. <laughs> Makes his way to the final against <laughs> either Joker Man or Ariel. Oh, I'm going to go with Ariel. So the final is Wingdins versus Ariel. <sighs> this is tough. It's two completely different competitors we've got in the final. You have coming at it from completely opposite sides of the spectrum. True. I'm going to go with Wingdins. Oh, Wingdins, <laughs> the champion, holds up the trophy in some sort of weird symbol form um, fun fact though comic sans is the font that's most clearly readable by people with dyslexia that is true mm. so it does have a saving grace i suppose yeah depending so, on to what degree you know because i know some people that don't think people with dyslexia should be allowed to read i mean i don't <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't hold that view but it's I a know. controversial opinion. Some people don't think they exist. Well, I mean, I think they fully exist. It's just something, a popular opinion that I've heard. Um, yeah. So um, into that, to another dyslexic person, I bring you the Landalas report. Oh, here we go. I've been looking forward to this. He's been slacking. for. Yeah, months. he has been slacking. This is the pit of chimps Roman reporter, Landalas. He um, doesn't own uh, any sort of recording equipment, so he, he just faxes in his reviews for, for me to read out. I uh, heard he caught uh, Garneria while in while reporting in Craig's. Is that true? I don't, I can't, I can't say for legal reasons. I'm oh. not to confirm or deny that. Um, but this week he's, he's um, reviewed Clark Allen's Big Store, um, former sponsor of the Bitter Chimps podcast. Mm. So he reads as follows his review is... <clears throat> You betcha, the catchphrase of Clark Allen's big stores, they sweep the globe with their seaside warehouses, selling a lone variety of ravioli, and with such promotions as free entry for those wearing a tuxedo, their allure is clear to see. I I decided to visit one of their stores in Egmore to see what the fuss is all about. As I walked through the saloon-style doors and into the store, I was greeted by a life-size framed photo of Roger Moore in a full tuxedo, but with R. Kelly photoshopped into the pocket of his tuxedo jacket instead of a napkin. Then it hit me. I noticed the aisles, stocked from floor to ceiling with ravioli. I approached, mesmerized, barging my way by the hordes of holidaymakers trying to get in on the ravioli action. Each of the cans contained a ring pull, which is handy if you fancy a bit of ravioli while you're on the beach, as we usually all do. I picked up a can and noticed they were all Craig's brand ravioli. I had been to Craig's Bar and, frankly, I was wondering when they were going to bring out a brand of ravioli. Their store was playing I Believe I Can Fly on repeat. I wished I could fly out to the top shelf and look down on all the ravioli. Sadly, I was not able to do this, no matter how hard I flapped my arms. I filled my trolley up with tins and headed to the checkout. All of the store assistants were wearing Roger Moore masks. They charged me for my purchase and I exited. 
On the way out, a gospel choir were performing Remix Ignition, and this accompanied me back to the overcast seaside streets of Egmore. All in all, I would say Clark Allen's big store is a must-see for all holidaymakers and interested parties alike. 10 out of 10. Oh, sounds good. The review. Good, good to see um, Craig's getting their fingers in more pies as well. Well, you know what they're like. Mm. Mm. Um, so I've been uh, intercepting your mail. Um, I've uh, sort of emailed it to you again. I scanned it in, and I emailed yeah. it to you. I don't know if you've received that. I have. And if you can, uh, yeah, yeah, just just having a look. Okay, I'll just read it out. So the header we've got it's from Turd Rodney Estate Agents, Ooh. which I think I've had some mail from them before. Mm. Uh, didn't they sponsor our show? I think. Oh, uh, it might. Be, yeah, it might be. I know the name. I think I've so. had some dealings with them. Mm. Oh, this this isn't to me. This is to us. Dear Pet oh, of okay. Chimps. Oh, great. I heard you put one of my ads on your podcast. Show oh, right. Recently. So, okay, so it was yeah. an ad. Um, I've received some business from this, and I would like to thank you, as this is good for my bank balance and soul. Mm. Two most important things. Uh, one customer called me and said he was looking for a house, so I berated him until he took the house I chose for him. You can't give in to these assholes, guys. True. Yeah, true. They'll come up to you wanting to buy a house and shit, but all but really all they want to do is waste your time on home visits and paperwork. The best way to deal with them is to make them feel awful or sometimes great, and then you'll have full control over whether they can have a new house or not. And let me tell you, they'll be moving in the very same day. It's an interesting approach old uh, Turd Rodney has got. Mm, it's very yeah. direct. It's very yeah. Direct. It's the 93rd minute in the local derby. Your team has a corner kick. And you smash the ball into the box. This letter's taken a strange turn. Um, you run into the box and head in your own cross. You wait a score... second. Hold, 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 hold. Wait, wait, wait a second. Are we supposed to be visualizing this now? I guess so. Okay, so you've taken a corner and then you've headed in your own corner. Your team has a corner kick. You smashed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, you do. You've scored the last second goal. You're elated, celebrating like a wild man in the corner. The referee blows the final whistle. The game ends 7 1. Your goal wasn't enough to rescue a draw. Oh. oh, well. You go into the dressing room and strip off your muddy clothes. The manager whips you until your back looks like spaghetti. Tears flood your eyes. You realize you'll never make it to the top. Pathetic. So again, thank you for putting my ads out there. I appreciate it. Wow. You'll be hearing from my lawyers. See you what? both in court. Sad whoa, face. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> what for? This is a very confusing letter. It goes from from one extreme to the next. I think Turd Rodney has some problems, if you ask me. I, I don't care if he wants to bring this audio to court or not, but how, how, I, I scored a great goal. How are we 7-0 down in the first place? It just ends there with love, we, Turd Rodney. We've got, a, we've got a great team. We've got all the best players. We've got Shearer. We've got um, the other uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. We've got Pierre van Hoydonk. Shaka Hislop. Shaka Hislop. Uh, friggin' Reggie Blinker. we got them all. All the time. <laughs> All the best players. We got Michael Hooper, sub goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, we got Philip Albert. We got them Mark all. Mark Bosnich. How we're seven 0 down? I don't. Maybe we're just a team full of goalkeepers. Uh, Mark <laughs> Bosnich. That might be the issue. Maybe. Yeah. Uh... Ian uh, Thor's Eric Thor's was a Spurs keeper. Eric Thorsvig or something. <laughs> Whatever he was called. Sandy Toxvig. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, Brad Friedel, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. <laughs> We we had a a goalkeeper confusion last week with Neil Sullivan and someone else. I think we were talking about Wimbledon or something. I do actually have a question. Question: Do you yeah. want to have another crack at Spiffy Clive and the Emperor's pantaloons? I do. I do. I was unhappy with the way I uh, performed last time. Okay, so this is a RPG game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to describe the scenarios to you, and I'll give you some options, and you can choose which option. So you are playing as beloved milkman Spiffy Clive. Yep. And while you and your girlfriend, Erica Badu, are shopping in everyone's favourite shoe sh store, Clark's, the evil Emperor Jumbotron has flown over in his jetpack and kidnapped her. You yeah. have to get to the Emperor's Tower of Delight and rescue her. However, he's wearing his magical pantaloons, which give him Paul McKenna-level hypnosis skills. Okay. So you need to rescue Erica Badu before the evil Emperor Jumbotron has a chance to hypnotise her into joining him. Yeah. So there's a time limit on this as well. So you're in Clark's. Emperor Jumbotron has just swooped down, kidnapped your girlfriend, Erica Badu. Yeah. 
what are you going to do? So this is the option you had last time. Last time you failed, but we're replaying the game now. So your two options are to complete the purchase of those tremendous polka dot military style boots that oh, you've been looking a, at for six these, months. These are new new shoes. Yeah. The, I believe they were plimsolls last time. They were lovely pink and gold plimsolls. Yeah. But it changes every time. Mm-hmm. Or you can leave Clarks to begin your pursuit of Erica Badu. So okay. what are you what are you going to do? Well, last time I think the shoe store, uh, the Clark's clerk was um, some sort of secret agent for Emperor Jumbotron. Mm. Um, and I think they shot me in the face or something. So this time, I think I'm going to leave the store and begin begin my pursuit of uh, Erica Badu. Okay, so what's happened there is the Clark's shop assistant, you're right, they are a secret agent, agent for Emperor Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. They've pulled a gun on you. Yeah. What are you going to do? You've got two options. You can kick the gun out of their hand, catch it, shoot them, and then make a witty retort. Mm-hmm. Or you can try to seduce them by unbuttoning your blouse, rubbing your nipples. Okay. Ooh, I feel like the latter would result in him maybe shooting my nipples off. So I'm going to kick the gun out of his hand, shoot him in the face, and say, now I'm going to make the toast. <laughs> well, actually, you've got a choice to of which witty retort you'd like to make. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you've, got a, if you've got something better, I suppose. Well, you can either... You can either say more witty than that, but yeah. <laughs> you can either say that's what I call a shoot out. Okay, pun. Yeah. Okay. Or you can say try that on for size. Hmm. I think I'm gonna say try that on for size. Excellent. Okay. So you've you've now left Clark's. Mm-hmm. So you need to decide how you're gonna get to Emperor Jumbotron's Tower of Delight. So which yeah. method of transportation will you take? Okay. You've got a few options here. Mm-hmm. Um, taxi. You can walk, yeah. you can get the bus, mm-hmm. you can steal the car, or you can rent a next bike. Okay. <laughs> uh, mind, the time is ticking. Emperor Jumbotron's getting his magical hypnosis pantaloons on, and he's getting ready to hypnotize her. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who Eric Badu is. So, I mean, if I take a next bike, um, that'll give me, I think, optimal amount of time to have a really good think about it. Well, getting in a good workout and getting there in a prompt amount of time because it'll be faster than walking. Um, but if I feel if I steal a car, um, the police might get involved. And I feel if I get the bus or the taxi, the driver of which may be another one of uh, Jumbotron's henchmen. Ooh, I mean, all good logic. So you, yeah. you're going for rent an next bike? Yeah. How fast do I get to the tower with the next bike? Well, unfortunately... No, it's, no, 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 no. It's taken you an hour to find the next bike that's available and working. And by the time you get there, Erica Badu has already been hypnotized and she's joined the evil Emperor Jumbotron. Game oh. over. Okay. Oh, well. So there we go. I do understand that, actually, because I did try finding the next bike the other day um, when I was going to work. And um, I found that there was a loose one. You know, they're not always at the racks or the ranks, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Um I noticed that there was a, a spare one down the, down the end of my street. So I went to go and find it. And then when I got there, I realized that someone had just locked it in their house. <laughs> so they yeah. get the following morning. So not really in the spirit of next bikes, but, you know. They I, have I, I, I made, I, yeah, I made a nice complaint. Hopefully they'll um, ram raid the house and get <laughs> I think that's what they do. But yeah, maybe maybe next time you can have another <laughs> crack. You'll have to start again, obviously. No save points in um, Emperor Jumbotron's pantaloons oh. or whatever it's called. No, but I did well. I think I've got the furthest I've ever got with um, yeah. that game so far. Well, out of two attempts, to be fair. Um, yeah, Tom, would you like to play a game show? You normally ask me to play a game show. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you better be picked. It's quite a fast-paced game show, so you might want to get your fast-paced cap on. If that's a thing. Okay. I don't know. So anyway, <clears throat> can I get um, the applause sound effect ready? Uh, yes. Right. Okay. Do you want Live it now? from the Hollywood Hills, the game show sensation sweeping the nation. It's the information superhighway, and here's your <laughs> Simon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. The game show to make That's sure... That's all very smooth. Yep. 
this it's the it's the pilot episode the game show to make sure your mind wants to jump through a large hoop that doesn't make any sense i'm gonna fire the auto cue guy uh today we have a contestant and his name is tom how are you tom hello i'm very good from, from cardiff 20 uh how old am i 29 i guess well are you ready to tackle the information superhighway in the hopes of winning tonight's secret star prize yes great here we go three two one Tom, what is the capital city of France? Nine. What's that? Paris? <laughs> Paris. Who is the greatest competitor ever to have played at Wimbledon? Uh, may may mayonnaise. Uh, and Tim Henman. Pat Cash? Pat Cash. Okay. Hey, arsehole, you find yourself in Paris with Pat Cash. And they ask if you'd like a free baguette with a warm side salad. What is in the salad and are you accepting? Yes, mayonnaise. Correct. Back to the questions. What is the first letter of the alphabet? Two. Uh, a. Name a celebrity chef. Harrogate. Great. Now it's time for the switch around round. Ho! Now you're the guest host. Go! Hello. Uh, what? What's your name? Simon. Where are you from? Cardiff. How are you? How are you? How are uh, you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah, great. I'm ready to win the secret star prize. Question. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite sandwich? Uh, nothing in it. I just bread. It's not a sandwich, I'm afraid. Just two slices of bread with some with another slice of bread in the middle. Doesn't count. It's over. Switch back. You did a fine job as host, Tom. Um, which of our lovely ladies and gentlemen in the audience takes your fancy? Clark. Well Please. done, very good. The dentist has called, and he says you have a cavity. He's asked if you can come in on Monday morning. Yes. You've gone in on Monday morning and you sit in the chair, Tom, for 5,000 points. What are the base ingredients for a Cornish pasty? Corn. Okay, well, it's been an exhilarating game and you've been a fantastic competitor. Please be patient while we calculate your score. Okay. Initializing. Oh, there we go. Initializing. Uh, I think I did quite well. I had the, uh, the mayonnaise that's Initial. twice. Two mayonnaise answers. I had the, the corn answer. The clerk should, be, should give me bonus points. Um, Tom. Oh, yep. Are you nervous? Well, you needn't be because you've won tonight's secret star prize. How are you feeling? Yes. Very happy. Okay, let's find out what you've won. Jim Parappa the Rapper Jones. What has he won? Well, Simon, Tom's in for a sticky situation this week because tonight's star prize for just £400, you can win a holiday to Bognor Regis. So what are you going to do, Tom? The choice is yours. What are the options? I can buy, <laughs> I can pay for a holiday or... £400, Tom. The, the, the clock is ticking. I'll have the holiday in Bognor Regis. You must pay £400 via PayPal. Sweet, okay. Ha 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 Well, you did a great job. Thanks for playing. Join us next time for the Information Super Highway. Yeah! Oof, that was intense. It's a fast-paced game, I did say. It's yeah, I wasn't prepared. I tried to get prepared, but... Nothing can prepare you for that. No, that was I mean, intense. We... Well, well, let's calm things down a little bit. I got a celebrity letter. Um, okay. And I'll read it. I'll read it because I've got it. It's addressed to you. There's obviously the other one with all the celebrity friends. Yeah. Um, so it says, hi, Tom. Thanks for your letter. Um, I greatly enjoyed your rant about the filthy working class people of the UK and beyond. Ha ha ha. These are the sounds I made. It was quite something. Let me tell you. I was able to meet with Dr. Tang and he said I have a large pelvis. The framed certificate of achievement presented by Dr. Tang will forever hang on the wall of my locker room. Uh, anyway, I hope you're well. Uh, send my regards to Simon too. I wish we could all be a little bit more like him. Boom shakalaka, Shaq O'Neal. Oh, yeah. Big Shaq. Big Shaq from the film Kazam. Mm. And uh, Space Jam, of course. And the video game Shaq Fu. And from everyone's dreams. Mm-hmm. And that Michael Jordan movie about a uh, documentary recently about Shaq O'Neal. Yes, the last Shaq, I think it was called. Yeah, the Shaq before time. Mm. It was good to hear from him, though. He's good friends, good man. He's a top guy. Very good. Um, speaking of celebrities, I've got a obituary for a recently deceased celebrity. Oh dear. Uh, it's quite it's quite long, but 
I'll, I'll quickly read through it. It's um, an obituary of Russell Grant. Oh, dear. Written by his brothers Grant from EastEnders and Russell Brand. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So I'll put, put, let's have a little musical bed for this. Here we go. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> Russell and Berto Jackson Grant entered into existence in 1951. His father, Grant Grant Jr., was a high school geography teacher, and his mother, Leslie Grantham Grant, was the pre- presenter of the famous children's TV show Watch With Mother. Growing up, Russell became good friends with his mother's co-stars Sausage Dog and Ickleweed. However, this put a terrible strain on his relationship with his mother when Sausage Dog and Ickleweed's Ickleweed let fame get to their heads. Sausage Dog and Ickleweed's Hollywood parties were notorious, but what isn't known is that a young Russell Grant was there with them. His family was based in San Francisco, and Russell Grant was just coming of age when the Summer of Love rolled around. He started smoking spliff drugs with Sausage Dog and Ickleweed, then one day they took him to see the Grateful Dead. That was when everything changed. They arrived at the venue where the gig was taking place, and were handed a cup of punch as they entered, which they downed. An hour later, Russell Grant was trying to barbecue Sausage Dog using a toilet plunger and a small child that he'd set on fire. An hour later, he saw the twelve signs of the Zodiac appear on the stage and start dancing. The fish representing Pisces flew over to him and whispered in his ear, You're an astronomer. His life would never be the same. He moved to New York in 1973 to attend Big Joffrey's Astronomy University. Sausage Dog and Ickleweed went with him and they lived in an apartment in Manhattan where they became embroiled in the cocaine fueled haze of the 70s disco scene. They'd spend late nights clubbing at Studio 54 and a photo recently surfaced of a 25-year-old Russell snorting coke off of Andy Pandy's arse with Ickleweed shagging a prostitute in the background. In the 80s, they moved to London. It was here that Russell started a savage love affair with Lorraine Kelly, who was starting her career in TV broadcasting. Their BDSM parties were legendary. The Quay Quay Twins would often say they were doing a Russell when they'd torture their enemies. A video was recently unearthed of Lorraine Kelly and Sausage Dog whipping Russell Grant in the genitals while he was chained to the wall. His cock was bleeding. Russell Grant died of syphilis in 2019. There we go. Okay. And I hear that they um, released some paper landings at his uh, funeral. Yeah. With his, um, with his, two of them had his genitals, three of them had his genitals, one for each ball, one for the, uh, the penis. Or well, attached to, to the lanterns. Yeah, they're still out there apparently, floating. If you look up into the sky on a clear night, you'll into see... Into the stars. Into the stars, you'll see Russell Grant's uh, decrepit genitals. is... <laughs> <laughs> decrepit package. It's decrepit package. <laughs> Quest. Oh, go on. Russell Grant's decrepit package. This episode. There we go. <laughs> I can't call it that <laughs> for legal reasons. Um, right, Quest. Yeah. Um, you have been asked to fetch a can of lilt for Anthea Turner. Uh, she would like it from the fridge, and under no circumstances can it be unchilled. She has complimented your patchy beard. Do you accept the quote? <laughs> I accept. I have to accept the quest. It's Anthea. And what is the percentage of the success rate? <sighs> well, I mean, you've got the issue of how long the uh, what was it you wanted to kind of vim uh, lilt. lilt lilt. How long it's been in the fridge because it might not be chilled if it's not been in there for very long. You've got the issue of my patchy beard. Quest. Um, oh shit! I accept the like quest in, within the like quest. Inception. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley has awarded you the key to the city in brackets Cardiff, uh, but you must rub in, rummage around in his special zone for it. Um, he thinks your patchy beard is disgusting. No one likes the patchy beard today. Um, well, no, Anthea Turner complimented it. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, that's okay then. Right, well, now Bobby Lashley. Mm. That's going to be a percentage of about 47%. Okay. And then the Anthea issue. The Anthea issue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that could be the title of the episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be about forty-seven percent success rate. Okay, sounds good. So I'm there happy. we go. Hmm. Do you? Uh, hang on. Question: Would you like to play a game of everyone's uh, favorite game show, or one of many now? Yeah. 
uh, virtually impaired coating. Go on then. Visually impaired courting. Thomas. There we go. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of uh, Visually Impaired Courting. Uh, Simon, this is the hottest new uh, dating sensation in the world. I've got three lovely ladies for you here. Okay. You can't see them, so I'm going to describe things about them to you. At the end, you can pick which one you want to take on a lovely date. For this episode, I've got a unique date for each uh, contestant as well. So okay. you get to pick the date as well as the contestant. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, go on, and yeah, since I'm here. Okay, contestant number one is... Uh, We've got Perpetual Tina. Okay. Uh, Perpetual Tina is a scientist studying her own inability to die. Right. She's 135 years old and seems to defy the laws of nature. And counting. Mm-hmm. Her perfect day would be spent figuring out just what the hell she is exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was found as a baby in a box of pork at a butcher's in Upper Hutt, New Zealand. Okay. And if you pick her, the date that w- that you'll go on will be a fortnight at opposite ends of the old Trafford football ground, staring at each other's genitals through binoculars. Okay. Right. What What do you reckon? Well, a lot of her story is very relatable. Uh, we all wake up and trying to figure out what the hell we are. Um, I'm not happy about Old Trafford. If it was a different football ground, I might I might be uh might be more interested. But yes, it sounds good so far. Crowd very excited by that mm. proposition. Um, okay, contestant number two, we've got Gourmet Diane. Okay. Uh, she works as a source distributor. Wait, stop, 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 stop. Are you sure it's not Gourmet Diane? No, it's, it's Gourmet Diane. Okay. Um, she, she works as a source distributor in a harvester restaurant in Milwaukee. Okay. Her favorite source is the Duke's Smoky Ketchup. Mmm. <laughs> A perfect day would be spent at Saucy Pete's Sauce Emporium in the Sydney Opera House. Mm, okay. She holds the Guinness World Record for most sauces consumed in an hour, and it was 365 different sauces consumed via her mouth, nose, ears, vagina, and anus. Right. Most most of the uh, orifices, then. Yeah, I think there's video of it online. She had a... What was she missing? Group. Just the, the ears and the tear ducts. She had the ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, nose, ears, vagina, and anus, and mouth, ah, of course. Just the tear ducts. Then. Just the tear ducts, yeah. But she had a group of assistants squirting different sources into every orifice for an hour. And so, every... Do pores count as an orifice? Um, well... I'm no, I'm no biologist, but... <laughs> if she was an animal with pores, maybe. No, I don't mean pores. I mean, like, skin pores. Like, the pores you clog up. Oh, I thought you meant, like, a dog. You a use, dog like, clear a cell or whatever to, like, clear them up. Mm. Uh, well, she didn't have any inserted through her skin pores. Okay. Um, the date that you'll enjoy, if you select Gourmet Diane, you'll spend a luxurious afternoon in the 24-hour spa on City Road in Cardiff, per- perusing the condiment aisle. Okay. So what do you reckon? Mm, I don't know. I like, she sounds saucy, but I'm not sure about the, the date. I, I would rather not step in front. <laughs> Okay, your third and final contestant, we've got Champagne George. Okay. Uh, Champagne George is a below-average woman earning minimum wage at a Texaco petrol station in Mm -hmm. Stoke-on-Trent. She doesn't really have any interests. Uh, She does a crossword now and then. Mm -hmm. She spends most of her evenings staring into the mirror contemplating suicide. Um, The date you'll be going on, if you select Champagne George... Uh, you'll be interrogated by your date's parents in a McDonald's restaurant after being injected with copious amounts of ketamine. Okay. What, what do you reckon of that? Sounds great. I mean, you know, um, very relatable. I, I do 
the crossword every day in the newspaper. Um, one of the answers in um, the crossword the other day was actually Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was um, like Gap uh, Danson, uh, three letters. So the answer was Ted. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sounds good to me. I'm happy with that. Best- <laughs> sounds like the best date as well, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's the end of uh, the options. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to go with... Option number three is Champagne George. Ooh. So you're going to go on a date to a McDonald's restaurant of your choosing as well, by the way. I didn't add that in. Where you're going to be injected with copious amounts of ketamine and interrogated by Champagne George's parents. Sounds good to me. She won't be there. Oh, that's fine. Even better. Great. Well, yeah, that's something for you to look forward to there. Brilliant. So, Tom, as you're no doubt aware, it's um, Regional Seagull Day. Mm, of course. Uh, and I've been checking out the seagulls in my area all day. Um, they've been celebrating with great vigor, I'm happy to report. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's their day, right? Uh, what have the seagulls been like in your neck of the woods or, you know, the bad side of the tracks, so to speak? Yeah, they've been very excited, but over here they're a bit more rough. So mm. there's been some riots, some people getting a bit rowdy with it. I've seen... Some seagulls swigging whiskey, mm. uh, eating chips off the floor. Yeah. Well, the fl- well, the chips you threw on the floor in Swansea, where you went to court for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been eating that, fighting each other. Um, but there was one uh, peacemaker in a little nappy with some little glasses going rounds. I think it was a lawyer, a lawyer seagull trying to crook. Uh, get some peace going, but they weren't having it. Yeah, I mean, as far as the crowds go, it all depends on how you take it, right? I mean, I saw a seagull do a, shall we say, liquid exit on a woman, an elderly woman's face. And uh, I'll tell you for now, she was elated. I mean, it's regional seagull day. We've all got to understand and respect that. It's their day, and we've got to put up with it. How many seagulls have you seen today? And, you know, what have you done to actively participate in their special day? I saw three from the window mm-hmm. and to participate i uh, i sang them a little song i chanted along with them maybe i threw some chips at them mm-hmm. and then i uh went down and beat one of them with a stick to death oh okay didn't expect that um yeah maybe liven, lighten the mood a little bit i've got some wrestler gimmicks <laughs> would you like to hear some wrestler gimmicks yeah yes please um, so you're going to play the part of a talent agent or Vince McMahon or something, I don't know. Um, and I'll just present some some ideas uh, to you. Uh, so the first one is a Sexy Ron. Um, the gimmick is that he's a sexy man and he's called Ron. Oh, that sounds good. I'll I'll put him on, a, I'll test him out on the heat and see how he does. Okay. Uh, next I've got Flappo McChops. Um, he's a, a turkey and pork based gimmick. Hmm. Now I think he's got potential, but he needs to build up some muscle mass around his mm-hmm. around his upper area. Yeah. So um. The midsection. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe he can come back and try out again in a year. Okay. Uh, next up, I've got a uh, sensational Kevin. Um, he's a he's a valet, uh, America's sweetheart. Yeah, I mean everyone's heard of him. He's been coming up on the indie scene. He's won some championships in some local organizations he's ready as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. so i'll i'll take him on i'll put him on the, in the main event on raw first night in he's ready okay. wow okay um next we got the glamorous rodney smegmer um he is a glamorous man with a interest in porcelain sinks again i think you know the gimmicks there his uh his mic skills are there he needs to do a bit of work on his uh, groin, I think the appearance of his groin, he could flesh that out a bit and then come back in maybe four months. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got powerful horse. Um, he's a powerful man with a horse cock sellotaped to his chest. I mean, he's tick. He's ticking all the boxes, isn't he? So he's in. I'm putting him in. I'll put him on SmackDown. I think he's ready. I think he's ready for the big push. Mm. Um, And the last one is Marmalade. Um, It's a female wrestler who wrestles covered in marmalade in order to prove her skills while battling the stickiness. I think she's ready too, and I'm going to put her in there against Brock Lesnar in the main event at WrestleMania next year. 
Sounds good. In a Noel's part, unscripted, unsanctioned match. Mm, yeah. Mm. Do what the hell they want. In the Lions then. The lion in the boiler room brawl. Mm. Have we had to um recast any films or anything this week? Oh, yeah. Um we have actually. I'm glad you reminded me. I'd forgotten about that. Uh so last week did we do the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I believe. I think we did, yeah. So this we've got a James Bond we're recasting this time around. Okay. For the new Bond film. Mm-hmm. So as Miss Moneypenny, yep. uh, we've brought in Delia Smith. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. The one and only. Lesby Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> as um, M, we've got uh-huh. Richard Whiteley. Oh, well, yeah. Well, like a digitized version. Yeah, a holog- hol- holog- hologram. Hologram. Hologram, Richard Whiteley. Uh, for Q, we've got Cammy, Chris Kamara. Oof. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think he'd make a good Q. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Uh, Blofeld, the evil Blofeld. We've got Morrissey coming in. <laughs> everyone hates Morrissey. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor No, we've got Doctor Queen Medicine Woman. Okay, okay yeah. I'm down with that. Uh, Goldfinger, we've got Lenny Henry. Yeah, how many villains are going to be in this film? Oh, it's a big, big cast of villains. Big battle royale of all the villains. Yeah, it's the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, odd Job, we've got Roberto Duran coming okay. in. Yeah, uh, Nick Knack, who was the um, the little person that was in uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, we've got Craig from Big Brother series one. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I heard um, what's his name uh, was going to play George Martin Clunes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we've got Martin Clunes in. He's confirmed for George. Who's playing Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken. Christopher mm-hmm. Walken is playing Christopher Walken. He's at him acting as himself. Oh, right, okay. Via Skype, though. Oh, right, okay. For Pussy Galore, we've got Sean Lloyd, the everyone's favourite weather lady. I'm not sure who that is, but yeah, carry on. And finally, the man himself, James Bond, the one and only our high school English teacher, Mr. Parisi. Oh, Gino. Gino, Gino Parisi. Parisi. Nice. I'm 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 okay with that. He could be the best one since George Lazenby. Yeah, I mean he might even be better than George Lazenby. Who he knows? Might be George Lazenby. He might. Be. I've never seen them in a room together. Nope, I've never seen George Lazenby, Mr. Parisi, or Laurie Sanchez all in the same room at the same time. Um, I've got a movie idea I've come up with. Um, can I pitch it? Sure, I'll be Harvey Weinstein. No, don't be Harvey Weinstein. Be um Universal Pictures. Okay. Okay, um, or one of the good ones, BM Tartan Film or whatever they're called. Uh, Tartan Asia Extreme. Obviously. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, so this is the the working title is called Man Particle, and um, I've got. <laughs> penciled... I mean, it sounds like it'll fit right in Tartan Asia Extreme already. Uh, penciled into direct is a Oscar award winning director Bong Joon Ho. Oof. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the film is set in Helena, Montana. A 20-something man and woman enter a secret relationship where only one of them is allowed to go outdoors at any given time. Um, On this occasion, it is the man who goes outside. He is confronted by a neighbor who finds it odd he's never seen the man and his wife in the same place at the same time. He surmises they are the same person. The man laughs it off and the neighbor stabs himself in the chest. Yeah, sorry, and the neighbor stabs himself in the chest with a penknife. Thus dying and ending any suspicions. Um, The man goes to the local store to pick up a can of Sprite and a pack of smokes. Uh, He pays for his items, but on the way out, he falls to the ground unconscious. Um, The man wakes up in a morgue for men. Uh, I have morgues for men. I think they they do in Korea. Okay. Um, He unzips the bag and climbs out. He discovers that he... he discovers what he believes to be his wife's urine on the floor. Uh, thinking she has left the house unauthorized, he heads off in search of her, of her since her life will be in great danger. After searching the entire globe on foot, um, the man staggers home to find his wife, now elderly, living in, uh, sitting in the living room where he left her. Um, she tells him she hasn't been outside for over 60 years and has been living off nutritious dust and grime from around the house. Um, the man begins to cry and kneels down next to his wife. They embrace before fusing together and transforming into a secret particle. Oof. And then if it finishes? Yeah, that's the end, yeah. Well, there's 
potential for a sequel could turn into a whole franchise. Mm. I think it's got Bong Joon-ho written all over it. It's got legs, as they say in the industry. Yeah. Or tentacles in this case. Mm-hmm. Is I think it called Bong- the I giant think... tentacle or something? No, it's called man particle. Oh, there's nothing to do with tentacles. No, I, I think Bong Joon-ho would be sold at the nutritious dust and grime feet. You know, he, he, he eating nutritious dust. All of his films seem to involve people eating some sort of dust or grime. <laughs> Will it be Bong at his best, though? It'll be it's Bong at his time. absolute best, I think. Okay. I think he'll be. It'll be his best film since Snowpiercer. Oof. But Shame not about the TV show. But not quite as good as Snowpiercer. I don't even know why they made a TV show. If I can be serious for a second, I I really don't understand that at all. It could have been fleshed. Well, we're getting into another. But what's the podcast point? here? I don't care. I just I just don't know <laughs> why they why they even made it. It's uh, completely irrelevant when you've got a perfectly good film no one's seen. <laughs> I'm gonna. Um... I'm going to finance this film. No, it sounds good to me. I'll distribute it. Right. I'll put up the money. Me and uh, Leslie Mantelpiece will produce it. Do you want to get in on it? No. Produce... no. No. Okay. It's it's going to be all Bong's doing. Bong at his best. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got an interview. Should we do the interview or should we save that for next? Um, no, we can do the interview. Um, first of all, though, I have to say, because it's been eating me up, um, I went down to the local shop the other day, and I purchased a large biscuit. I couldn't even get it into my car. It was so big. <laughs> what brand of biscuit was this? Un- unbranded. It was just on the shelf. Massive, massive biscuit it was. Mm. Uh, it was it's... covered in like a sugar-like substance, but it wasn't sweet. Was it like a digestive or...? I don't know. I, I didn't inspect it for long enough, really. I mean, it, it got to a point where, like, I just threw it over the overpass, and it caused like a six-part pileup on on the um, dual carriageway. How much did you pay for this uh, large biscuit? Three ninety-nine. Oof. Good price. 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 Yeah. I mean, the local press reported it to um, be a biscuity incident. The six-part pileup. Six-car mm. pileup. I have been awarded the most eligible biscuit-related celebrity since Bob Hobnob uh, invented the biscuit. That's something. You've got to come away from every situation with something, haven't you? Mm-hmm. It's like but, the anti you know. anti-air issue. You know? mm. I suppose the, the, it'll pass, I guess. Yeah, they'll be all right in the end. Yeah. We could all do with a large biscuit now and then. It's true. We all, yeah, now and then, point. we all face a large biscuit in our lives. you just mm-hmm. got to learn from the situation and move on. It's true. And it's at this point, I have been, I've received a fax from uh, Leslie Mantelpiece. Um, he wants me to just remind the audience that Amanda was the winner of the height report this week with uh, a height of seven foot two. Oof. Yes. Let's not forget. Let's never forget. forget. Hashtag never forget. Mm. Hashtag Amanda, seven yep. foot two. Yeah, hashtag Amanda seven foot two. Yep. There we go. So we've got an interview. Yep. We've been having interviews with celebrities. Our previous celebrities we've interviewed include uh, Al Pacino and Big, Big Bird. Bird. Mm-hmm. That was very dark. That was. Yeah, but this week we've got an interview with another celebrity. Okay. It's the legendary owner of everyone's favorite bar, Craig's Bar. Okay. Irwin Irwin Keith. Irwin Keith is he a celebrity? He is. Everyone knows Irwin Keith. Hashtag oh. Irwin Keith. Okay. okay. Oh, that hashtag. Let's go. Irwin Keith. Is it a pre-recorded interview? It's pre-recorded, yeah. So okay. here we go. Let's mm-hmm. play. Well, here I am. It's an honor. I'm here with a great celebrity. He's been likened to Hugh Hefner and Peter Stringfellow and is known as the Wayne Lineker of Wales. It's the owner of the most popular club in Cardiff, Craig's Bar, and it's none other than Irwin Keith. Irwin, how are you? Oh, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. No, no worries. Uh, so Craig's Bar has expanded vastly in uh, recent years, and I mean it's now part of a whole resort, which includes a 15-foot swimming pool, yes, uh, three luxurious bedrooms, oh yes, an executive lounge, and the mm. legendary torture dungeon and cr- crash. Um, so how did you build this empire? What are, you, what are your secrets? Well, um, I, I bought the idea uh, from this guy called Kenneth. And he sold me the idea for about four guineas, I think it was at the time. And I opened my first club in Cardiff in 2017. Mm. And that, w- that was Craig's Bar, was it? Yes. 
And how did this start then? What was Craig's Bar like when it first opened way back in uh, 2017, all those years ago? Well, we looked at it like there was a giant hole, like a big black hole, gaping hole in the marketplace. And we wanted to just get right, right, right up there, you know, right up there, fill it right up. And uh, the idea for what happens in Craig's Bar, like the actual events that take place in there who came up with that was is that all of your uh, all your ideas no that, that's part of our um our director our director turnip he he comes up with the uh... <coughs> are you all right there it went. Oh, you've I, got a that's bloody, not covid bloody nasty cough i've got um or anyway our our director turnip he comes up with all of the ideas for uh, the ideas for uh craig's bar um he came up with our idea for the executive lounge recently. And so for someone who's never been to Craig's, give us a typical customer experience. What happens? You walk in and uh, just what your average customer experience is. Well, usually um, I I don't even go to Craig's bar. I tell you right now, I, I don't go. But whatever it is, people go there and they, they have a bloody bloody good time they uh enjoy all of our lovely cocktails the pork mojito we've got now as well mm, yes we've mentioned that earlier and um we've got the uh mikhail gorbachev lounge coming soon <laughs> what's what does that entail somebody usually uh throws a spoonful of jam at your forehead ah okay so i mean it's called craig's bar of course so who is craig because there's some conspiracy theories about the origins of Craig's Bar, and the conspiracy is that the bar is actually oh, not owned by I, you, but it's owned by Craig Charles. No, 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 no. Craig, Craig's my niece. Craig, Craig Charles oh, is your niece. No, Craig, Craig, Craig's Bar. Craig's Bar is your niece. Yes. L- l- legally speaking. But the bar itself? Yes. How does that work? Well, I, I went down to my mate... Um, Gerald's house, and the, he's got leg, legal paperwork, and I signed it all. I signed it all. I did I, every page. I signed it and I initialed it. And uh, Bob's your, Bob's your uncle, uh, Craig's minis. <laughs> okay. Um. So this year we've got the Craig's Hall of Fame ceremony. It's mm-hmm. very exciting. Uh, so who's going to be? In, can you give us any hints as to who will be inducted? So previously we've had uh, such inductees as Big Shirl. Shirley, uh, Shirley. Yeah, uh, we've had Joyst. Joyst. Um, Lee Mansex, of course. Mm, Loy, Loy Mansex, yep. Uh, Michael Spags, Michael's Bag. Michael Spag, yep. And Little Alan, uh, some of the oh, previous inductees. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, any clues as to who will be inducted this year? Well, this year, yes, yep. This year we got Baz Rutan going in, and we've got Prince Nazim Ahmed. Also some sports stars. Former Craig's uh, customers, I presume. Well, turn. I spoke to Turnip the other day, and he said that they were two of his most prime customers at the moment. Mm. So um, I'm going to address some more controversy now, because it is a very controversial bar. Um, you've been investigated recently um, regarding the way your staff are treated. Um, there's rumours of them being held against their will, forced to work extra hours unpaid, and face horrific abuse at the hands of you and your wife, Angus. Uh, can you um, address that? What have you got to say? Well, my my Angus, my Angus, right? She, 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 Angus. She, Angus. Yeah, we, we didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing. Our staff work because they need the money. That's the end. That's the bottom line. Bottom line. And how much do you pay them per hour? I pay them just slightly above the minimum wage. Right, and do you think that's... Because there's also rumours that they get... They're um, abused by the customers, and this is actually part of the experience of going to Craig's Bar. Um, I mean, the rumours are very vague, but apparently the staff there have receive horrific abuse from the customers as well as from yourself and your wife angus we we usually um compensate them with a bag of parsnips at the end of the week and and our staff normally seem very happy with that frozen parsnips or fresh parsnips well whatever usually usually fresh yes usually fresh Mm. 
in there grown in the uh, the Craig's garden, I presume. Right, they grown in Craig's garden here in Somerset. Craig's garden farm. Craig Craig's garden near near the Taunton interchange. Um, as you mentioned, some celebrities earlier. Have you got any stories you can share with us about some celebrity visitors? I I went down to um the bank recently because I don't I I, I, I don't go to Craig's bar. I don't go there. But what I heard, right? What I heard is that Prince Nazim Ahmed went down there, right? Mm. And he demanded the full service. Oof. Mm. Could he handle it? He 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 did bloody marvelous. I was told bloody marvelous. He is that what retired him from I, boxing? I, I I don't know. I I don't I don't care for boxing. I don't care for for anyone. Najee Mohammed. I I don't care. I don't know. I don't I don't even know what Craig's bar is. <laughs> well, you seem to be distancing yourself from this for legal purposes. But you own the business, so you are you know the person that it's all going to come down to. Look, if Michael Portillo wants to go there, right, that's up to him. That's true. Um, what about your regulars? So you do have regular customers. Um, what would what do you think they would say about Craig's? Uh, what is it about Craig's that keeps bringing the punters back? Craig's Bar is, is the place where everyone knows your anus, as, as the, the advertisement campaign says. So I think they get a lot of pleasure out of people knowing um, what they're... What they're well, yo, yo. <laughs> well, what the? What was that? Sorry, you faded. You broke up there. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what. What? what Angus. Angus. Oh, is Angus there? Hello, this is Angus. <laughs> Hello, Angus. Uh, I was just speaking I think to you. You're just giving me husband an aneurysm. Um. Well, I'll, I'll continue the interview with you if that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's okay. Uh, so we were just talking about Craig's Bar, of course. So what have been some of your most challenging times over the oh, years? Get out of the way, Angus. Out of the way. Oh, oh, get out of the way, Angus. Oi. Oi, you fella. Yes. Chimp, chimps, man. I'm back now, Angus. Uh, what have been some of the, your biggest challenges? Would this, the investigation, this ongoing, be one? Bloody you. Do me a bloody... Oh, yar, yar, mateys. Well, let's, let's end it on a more positive note. What's, what have you got coming up? What are some of the future plans? For Craig's, you're expanding all the time. Well, Craig's bar is, um, you know, is something that we're we're really trying to. Uh, you really should have an interview with Turnip. Turnip knows. Turnip. Turnip. He he really knows and runs the business. Maybe next next time, could you put us in touch with with Turnip? I'll I'll send you his his address for the the pigeon mail. Okay. What's his surname? Turnip. 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 Oi. Okay. We'll uh, we'll have to get in touch with Turnip Turnip. Well, thanks for talking to us, Erwin. Um, uh, oh, you're fucking, well, fucking welcome. There we go. Wow, what an, what an interview. He's a bit cagey about some of the details, but um, well, yeah, no, there, not surprising. There's, there's a lot of legal ramifications for Craig's, I, I, I assume. Maybe we can speak to Turnip Turnip next week. Maybe. Maybe Turnip's around. Um, it seems like a very sketchy operation. What's Naz doing going there? I don't know. He's in the Hall of Fame, though, so... He's got it all up in Sheffield. What does he need to go to Craig's for? I suppose that's what it is. You know, it's to fill fill a gap. Yeah, everyone wants to be in the Craig's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, he is. It, when you think you've got it all, there's always a gap to fill. And that's what Craig's bar does perfectly well. Fills your gaps. Does. Fills it right up. Craig's goodness. Mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Craig's creamy cocktails. <laughs> There we go. Should we end it there? Yep, let's end it there. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all next month, probably, if we're not all dead by then. Bye-bye. Bye.